realizing they are a blessing from God. We understand that we need God's help in raising and, and correcting them and leading them in the way that God would have us to lead them. We're living in a troublesome world. This is no wise. It has anything to do with the salvation of this child. When this child gets to be of age, of accountability, he will make a decision to live for God. And, uh, but what we are doing here today is just telling God, thank you for the blessings that God has given us and putting them back in the hand of God, realizing that we don't have all the answers, but God's able to help us in troublesome times. And uh, so that's what we're going to do today. I want to read some scripture in the Word of the Lord that I find is very, very important. And I, uh, God was telling the children of Israel through the law and the commandments of God through Moses that how that we should raise our children and how that we should teach them to fear the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and 4, which is known to the Jewish nation, the Jewish people as the Shema, is the scripture that God gives us to repeat over and over and over again unto them. Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting at, uh, at verse number 3, it says, Hear, O Israel, to, uh, that you are to observe, to do, that it might be well with thee, and that you may increase mightily as the Lord, thy, the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the doorpost of thine house. Understanding a little bit about this scripture, it tells us that the children of Israel, I believe it was when they rose up in the morning, when they sat down in the evening to call it a day. These are the things that they taught their children, that hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. The most important thing that you as parents can teach this child that there is but one God and then the plan of salvation. And, uh, you know, before they learn how to count, I, I think it's very neat and interesting when you hear, hear children, the first thing that they, you know, mama, dada, and all of that stuff. But we teach them from an early age. How many gods is there? There's just one God. And if you could put that down deep in their heart, which I know that this family will, I think that they have a foundation that they can grow on and accomplish what God has put them here in this earth to be and to do. And the Scripture tells us that this is not only to be taught at church, but this should be what is taught in our home. The church can only do so much, and the church is a vital part and very important, but a Christian home is extremely important to the welfare and the being of this child. And so we put him in the hands of God today, realizing that there'll be questions that we don't have the answers to. There'll be questions that you can come and ask me, and I don't have the answers to. 
But there be questions like this that we can take to God and say, God, I remember, what is this, the fifth month, the fifth day of 2019. We put Ian back in the hand of God from which he came. And we're trusting in you for troublesome times that you're going to lead us through it and you're going to help us. So that's what we do today, that God would protect this child from the dangers of this world, the dangers of this society that he will be raised in, the dangers of drugs and alcohol and all the things that lurk in hiding to ready to attack him when he becomes a little bit older. But we believe in the hedge and the protecting hand of God. That God's hand is greater than the adversary and the enemy of our soul. That God is able to protect. Amen. If these brothers would come together and help me today, we're going to dedicate him to the Lord. I'm getting better at holding these little boys. Man. Woo, he's light. Man. Y'all need to feed him better. Praise God. Ain't he a pretty little fella? I know these grandparents really think so. Brown ain't too bad. <laughs> so let's all pray together, brothers. If the church family would help me pray, come on, gather in and help us pray. If you can, put your hand on me. And let's pray that God would touch this child. God, we believe you today, Lord. Our faith, our confidence, our trust, and our hope is in you. We know, God, that we don't have all the answers to the trouble of life. God, and there'll be times that we don't know what to do, Lord, but we put him in your hands today, that you would build a hedge and a wall of protection about him, that you would protect him from the harm and the dangers of this world, from the dangers of the adversary of his soul, God. Lord, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for this this healthy baby that you have blessed this family with and this church with. We place him back in your hands today, God. For your mercy and your grace to lead him, to guide him, and to direct him. And we pray it all in the name of Jesus. Don't cry, man. Oh, look at all them people out there. Look at all them. Look at them. Oh, look, wave at them. Say hello. Hello, everybody. They're going to smile for you. Amen. Thank God for healthy children. Amen. Amen. Let's pray for this family today. Come on, brothers, if you will, help me pray for this family. God, we love you today. We thank you, Savior, for this family that has made the choice to raise their children in the house of God. We pray, Lord, in your precious name that you would give them help, that you would give them direction, God, that you would place their hands upon them, Lord Jesus. God, in your precious name, we believe you today, God. We trust in your mercy, your grace, your long-suffering, your patience, your directing hand. In Jesus' name we pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Congratulations, Brother Brown. May the Lord bless you with many, 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 many more. Blessed is a man and woman whose quiver is full. Dedicate this temple to you, Lord. Use it for your service, for a holy purpose. We 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's have Brother Looper preach this morning. Preach to it. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Praise God. Praise God. Why don't you turn around close to someone that you're standing by, shake their hand, let them know that we're glad that they're in the house of the Lord today. Shake hands with all of our guests this morning. Let them know that we're glad that they're in church this morning. God, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many knows what next week is? How many knows what next week is? All right. How many is proud for your mother? How many is proud that you had a good mother? Amen. Amen. want to remind you, don't forget, don't forget. Do something nice for your mother. Do something nice for the mother of your children. And let them know that they are appreciated because... How many knows what comes just right around the road? Father's Day. And if you be nice on Mother's Day, you'll receive it back on Father's Day by faith. Amen. So remember that next Sunday. Let's be inviting people to the house of God. All you mothers, tell all your children, the only thing that you can do to make me happy is come to church with me Sunday morning. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. Looking forward to God doing something for us. Great. So remember Mother's Day next week. I want to thank Brother Mark and especially Brother Mark and Brother Aaron for the crawfish bowl yesterday. We had a great time. How many enjoyed that yesterday? The fellowship, the food, the fun, and uh, everything yesterday. Why don't we give them a hand clap today? Don't forget Kingdom Class Monday night at 7 o'clock. This is to everyone who wants to get involved in the vineyard, working for the kingdom of God. So remember that, uh, 7 o'clock Monday night. Graduation celebration tonight for our graduates. Give our graduates a good hand this morning. Proud of our graduates. That will be tonight. Brother Atkins will be preaching the service tonight, and then following the service, we will have a reception over in the gym, so remember that. And uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to dedicate Brother Ian to the Lord today, and soon as I get through preaching, we're going to baptize Sister Allie in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of her sins. I know the hour is going late. I know that normally by this time I've already been preaching about 15 minutes and I'm going to try to move through this very quickly and get out about the same time. But I do feel something from the Lord today. And if you have your Bibles, turn to Judges chapter 17 and also Isaiah 
chapter number 21. Judges chapter 17 and Isaiah chapter number 21. While you're turning there, I want to say to all of our guests, we're so glad that you're in the house of the Lord today. And I know we have guests here due to the dedication. We have guests here due to the baptismal that we'll be doing here a little later on. Then we have guests here because you've been invited to church. And I'm so glad that you're here. Why don't everybody just give all of our guests a good hand clap. So you, so you that are here for, for the dedication and you that are here for the baptismal here later uh, in service, we're going to do it again next Sunday, the same time, same place. So come back. And then the following day, we'll do it. We'll just dedicate and baptize them over and over and over again. But we're glad that you're in the house of the Lord today. Judges chapter 17, the Bible says, In those days there, were, there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Everybody look at that. But every man did which was right in his own eyes. Then we're going to look at Isaiah chapter number 21. Isaiah chapter number 21 and verse number 11. The burden of Duma. He calleth to me out of Seir. Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? So there was no king in Israel, and every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And Isaiah says here in chapter 21, He calleth to me out of Seir, watchman, what of the night? Let's put our Bibles down, let's lift our hands toward heaven and ask God to help us today. God, we're depending on You. My faith, my confidence, my trust, and my hope is not in my flesh. Lord, but it's only in You. I pray, God, that You would talk to every heart, that You would move in every life, God, that You would open up Your Word to our hearts, to our spirits, God. Anoint me, Lord, to follow after the leading and the guiding of the Holy Ghost. Anoint us, Lord, to hear Your Word, to receive Your Word, to respond to Your Word. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, everybody clap your hands unto the Lord. Lift your voice and shout unto God with the voice of triumph today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. How many enjoyed the teaching by Brother Duplissy? Wasn't that good this morning? Amen. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to talk to you from this subject this morning uh, for the next few moments, next hour and a half or so. I want to talk to you from this subject, when there is no king. When there is no king. Now, in the Hebrew, taking from uh, Judges chapter 17, where the Scripture said, in those days there were no king, there was no king in Israel. We find this being the book of Judges, which there were Judges occasionally that ruled over Israel and held Israel in check. But there was certain times that there was no one that God had raised up. And this is a time that this was going on that the Scripture says, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. The Hebrew word here, king, just simply means one 
to take counsel. There is many different descriptions of this. It is a ruler. It is one that's sitting on a throne. It is one who is inducted into royalty. It is one to give reverence to. It is one who would take a queen. But the one that I want to take from this today, it is one to take counsel or to consult with. So in this time, there was no one to take counsel with. There was no one to consult or help make decisions. Looking at the word watchman in Isaiah chapter 21 and verse number 11, the Hebrew says here that it is one that is sent to protect. It is one to look narrowly and observe and preserve and regard and, re, and to save the people that he is the watchman over. So these things I feel like that in all of our lives are very important to our walk with God. Now, I want to look at some important scripture in the Bible about the ministry and what the role of ministry should play in all of our lives today. I was listening to the children as uh, they were giving their memory verses and they quoted Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 11 and 12. But I want to look at Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse number 15. This is the promise that God had given the children of Israel when Jeremiah was prophesying unto them and he said, I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Everybody say knowledge and understanding. He said, I will give you pastors according to mine heart, not just necessarily Jeremiah's heart, but Jeremiah is speaking the word that God has given him. So he is speaking the words and the oracles of God that according to mine heart and they will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now, if you look in the word of God and you read this passage of scripture that Jeremiah is talking about, there was deceptive times that was going on. There was the ministry uh, were not doing their job. Because they did not have the heart and the plan and the will of God working in their lives. So this was the promise of what was going to happen in the future. When ministers would be filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, they would have the heart and the spirit of God to feed the flock with knowledge and with understanding. Then Ephesians chapter 4, verses number 11 And 12 says, and he gave some, now we know this as the fivefold ministry that is given to the church today. The church, not just this church, but the church. That's the one God, uh, Jesus name baptized church that he is going to give to them some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. What for? Does anybody know what he gives them to them for? Not necessarily to visit the sick. Not necessarily to wait around in the hospital waiting room on you to come and go in and out of surgery. Not necessarily just to pray the prayer of faith, but 
for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Does anybody know what you are today? We are the body of Christ. Amen. That's what the church is. It is the body of Christ. So the ministry is there for much more than just to shake your hand and give you a good old smile and invite you to the house of God and preach you good, feel-good sermons and get-rich-quick programs. But it is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, for the building up the encouraging, the strengthening of the body. In Acts chapter 8 and verses 26 through verse 40, it tells us the story of the Ethiopian eunuch. Now, this is the necessity of a minister in your life. I believe that everybody that's going to be saved is going to have a minister in their life. Not just one that you call pastor, but it's going to have to be one that you would heed to the word that he is speaking to you. That's kind of weak, but it's still in the Bible. And if you don't believe I'm in the Bible, just keep reading your Bible. You'll find it in there. God chose by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. If you believe, it's good. But you're going to have to have a preacher in your life. Amen. And so let me let me tell you how this works. Now, there was an Ethiopian eunuch that was out in a place, and he was reading the scrolls. And God moved Philip to go and to the same area and same location of this Ethiopian eunuch. When he got there, he said unto him, and he said in verse number 20, uh, 31, he said, or, or 30, he said, Do you understand what you are reading? And this was his response. How can I except some man should guide me? Now he had the word. He had the prophecy. He had the scrolls. And he was reading it. He was a righteous man. He was a good man. He had a desire to serve God. But there was some things that he could not receive until God sent a man to tell him what he should do. Then God sent Philip to him, and he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Philip opened up the scrolls, and he explained to him about Jesus Christ. And then he explained to him the importance of water baptism and he baptized the Ethiopian eunuch right there. Another place in Acts chapter 10, we find that there was a good man that prayed always. His name was Cornelius and he was so powerful that he prayed down an angel from heaven. And when he prayed down that angel from heaven, that angel from heaven told him, said, send for one called Simon Peter, and he is going to come to you and tell you what you must do to be saved. God's plan is ministry in each and every one of our lives. Amen. Amen. So in Acts chapter 9, we find that the Saul, which we know and we refer to as 
the great apostle Paul. Saul was an evil man. Saul was present at the stoning of Stephen. Saul was on his way to Damascus with the letter in his hand to destroy the Christians and the worshipers of Jesus Christ. On his way, there was a bright light from heaven that shone down on him. And he fell off of his horse and fell on his back. And the light from heaven, there was a voice that ascended out of heaven. And it, and he said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And Saul said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. Now Saul had a conversation with Jesus Christ. But then when Saul had a conversation with Jesus Christ, Saul was instructed by God to go to a place. And he said, and he trembled, and he was astonished. The Lord, and he said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what to do. We know that Ananias was talked to by God and went and told Saul the plan of salvation, of repentance and water baptism. And there Saul was converted, but not until a man was given to him to lead him and to guide him in the direction that he should go. Now, now I believe that the preached Word of God should work like a mirror in our life. That when the Word of God is preached, that it would, should be like a looking glass. That we look into it and we can see ourselves for who we are, really are. But Brother Duplissy was touching on it this morning. His lesson about we play the blame game. And we can say it's, it's because somebody else. Amen. It's because, you know, when we don't like our image and our shape, we can say married life did this to me. We can say, well, it's those people that produce all of those Twinkies and cupcakes and all of the donut shops and all the French fry people, the people that fries, uh, French fries. It's all of their fault. No, it's not their fault. You the one that ate the stuff. I'm the one that stopped by the donut shop this morning. Nobody made me do it. I'm the one that sat down at my counter in my office and drank a, a, a deal of chocolate milk and ate a, a big old glazed donut. Man, it was good. Don't you wish you had one right now? As soon as I get through, you can go get you something. My wife didn't make me do it. And when I look in the mirror, I may not like what I see. That's the way the Word of God does. We may not like what we see in the Word of God. We may not like what the Word of God is showing us. But when we look at the Word of God through the preaching of God's Word, we must understand that God is showing us these things where we can be perfected into the children of God that God wants us to be. Amen. Amen. Now, now what, what was happening here in the book of Judges? 
I, I, I'm running, running low on time. I'm trying to hurry. But I, I, I tell you, I have been burdened about this this week. I've been stirred up about this this week. I believe that God is trying to wake somebody up today that you would see your folly and see your mistakes and see how that you are not listening to what the Word of God would have to say to you. And maybe some way, somehow, God could wake you up and shake you up in this service and you would realize that God is trying to save you from destruction. Amen. God is trying to save you from heartache. God is trying to get you off of the road of mistakes into His will, into His plan, into the direction that God wants you to be. Micah. The Bible tells us in Judges chapter 17 that I have read in our hearing today that Micah was a young man. First of all, Micah stole 1,100 shekels of silver from his mother. His mother raised all kinds of cane. The Bible said that she cursed and she she swore because someone had stolen 1,100 shekels of silver. And then the Bible tells us that after a period of time, Micah come and he told his mother, he said, you remember the silver that was taken from you? He said, I, I must admit that I am the one that took it. It was not someone from the outside, but I took it from you. The Bible said, then he restored it. Unto his mother again. Now I want you to pay very close attention to what I've got to say here. Because when there is no instruction or no guide or no ruler or no one that you would heed to in your life. This is how confused you can get and how mixed up you will get in life. And so this is how messed up it was in judges when there was no king to rule over them. That that this mother told him, said, well, said, I have dedicated and I have given this money unto the Lord, which is spelt in the Bible with the capital L, which meaning that she was talking about the Lord. Now there is Lord's many, but there is only one Lord. Amen. But this is who she was talking about. And I have, I have dedicated it unto the Lord to make a graven image. Now she said, I've dedicated it unto the Lord. But I want to make a graven image. Well, I want to tell you, when you get to that point in life, you are thoroughly confused and mixed up. You don't dedicate something to God and then make a graven image out of it. We don't dedicate children to God and then children to rule over us. We don't dedicate children to God and they be what we worship. You can make anything graven and idle images in your life. Amen. So the Bible said that she took, she took the money and she said, I'm going to give it back to you and I want you to make an image for us. And the Bible said in 17 and 5 of the book of Judges and the man Micah had a house of gods. Little G's. A house of gods. When you start putting together your own house, 
without the instruction and the, the, the will of God, you build yourself a house. God's many, but not a real God. Amen. He had himself a house of God. He made an ephod. He had a teraphim and consecrated one of his sons who became his priest. Now, how does someone get in such a mixed up environment? How does someone get so twisted and deceived in their life? Amen. I was, I was, uh, uh, me and brother Ray was together this week and, and he was talking about someone that was telling them about their pastor and said, Oh, they love their pastor said, he just tells them, here's the word of God. You figure it out and you have to search it out and figure it out and get interpretation yourself. Amen. That's not the will and the plan of God. That's the way you get off track. That's the way you get messed up. But that's the society that we are living in today. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. Nobody really likes someone to correct them. Nobody really likes someone to tell them what to do. Try to tell your children what to do. They don't like it. They might do it. But I guarantee you they don't like it. But one day they will appreciate the rule and restrictions that you place in their life. I want to tell you today, if you would submit your will to God's will and to God's man that God has placed in your life, you may not like it now, but one day you will look back and say, I'm glad I listened to the Word of God. I'm glad I submitted my will and my way to the authority of the man of God that God has placed in my life. Amen. That's the way that we come to the text that I have read. That soon after this, you find a man that made himself a house of God. He had part of what was used in worship, an ephod, a teraphim, and he consecrated his son to be a priest. Yeah, he had a priest, but it was a man-made priest. It was not of the priesthood that God had placed in their life. And at this point, we come to our text where the Word of God said, In those days there were no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And so the danger of making your own priest is this. When you make your own priest... You can set him up and you can bring him down whenever you get ready to do it. Amen. Now, now you that are members of this congregation, you pay me to tell you the truth. Amen. You pay me to tell you what the Word of God says and pay me quite well and thank you very much. But don't get mad when the preacher stands behind the pulpit and says there's some things that we need to change in our individual lives and serving God. Amen. I am under a mandate from God to tell you the Word of God It does not matter if you like it, if you enjoy it, 
Are you appreciated? I will answer to God for what I give to you today. Amen. If I continue in what I am doing. Amen. If you continue in what you are doing in life, it's going to lead to the destruction of your family. Amen. I am a watchman that is on the wall. And I've zeroed in on some things this morning. There's some things you better get a hold of in your life that is going to cause destruction in your life. Life in your soul and in your children's life. Amen. Some of you I've talked to you and tried to turn you around and tried to wake you up. But you're your own king. You're your own authority. But you better learn how to submit to the will and to the plan of God that God has placed in your life. Amen. 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 Judges chapter 18 tells us the stories about how that, that this man, or let's go back to Judges chapter 5. This man, or Judges chapter 6, I believe it was. That I don't, I don't have it written down. Our, our Judges chapter 18. That, that he says that this man, he found him a better deal. There was a priest that come by and he said, look, I am going to make you priest of my household. Micah said, I'm going to give you raiment for your, your clothing. I'm going to give you so much silver a year. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to clothe you. Now I want you to be my priest. That was all well and that was all good. I want to tell you, you can hire a preacher to tell you anything you want to hear. But I tell you, when you come here, I'm going to tell you what thus saith the Word of God. Amen. The Word of God still says, Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. The Word of God, the Word of God hones in own submission from the very beginning to the very ending. Amen. But what we have today, no preacher's going to tell me what to do. I'll come and I'll go when I get ready. I'll move from here to there. I'll go from there to yonder. Amen. But I want to tell you when you need a preacher. Amen. You want somebody when you stand before God. You want somebody that stood behind the pulpit and told you these are some things that you better get a hold of in your life. Amen. You want to be able to say, I submitted to the authority of God. I submitted to the Word of God. I obeyed what the Word of God had to say in my life. There's a danger in the direction that you're headed. Amen. I'm trying to hurry to a close. Amen. But you can't take what you want and leave what you don't like. You can't say, I enjoyed some of that sermon, but some of that I don't enjoy when it's from the Word of God. Amen. You can't take what you like and discard what you don't like. But you are going to be held accountable. Amen. You better realize the direction that you are headed. You might survive, but your children will not survive. Amen. If we're going to be saved in this last time, 
We're going to have to have a king that sits upon the throne of our life. Amen. We have put things before God that are so insignificant, that are so very unimportant, that is not necessary. But they have taken the authority and the rule over the kingship of our life. Amen. We are putting things before church. Amen. You're not going to get fed traveling somewhere else. Amen. You're not going to get fed that you need to be fed at a camp meeting. But you're going to get fed at your own home, eating from your own trough. Amen. Hearing from a word of God, from a minister of God that has your best interest at heart. Amen. I hope some of you today, I know some of you might be very uncomfortable. So be it. I hope you're looking in the mirror today that God would some way show you yourself before you hit the road of destruction and that you would turn around and realize that God has brought you too far, that God has done too much for you, that you're here today because some man had witness to you and brought you to this marvelous light. Amen. You've got to get to heaven the same way you got into church, hearing from somebody that could be a witness to you. Amen. What's going to happen is when you eat everywhere, you get confused by all kinds of different doctrines and different kind of philosophies. Amen. The third thing, you cannot disconnect from your church and your church family. People say, oh, well, they don't like me and they don't. Brother Duplicy already hit that. Amen. Maybe you're doing something they can't hardly stand to be around or can't stomach. Amen. But when you look around and everybody is wrong, you need to look in the mirror because you're the one that's got the problem. Not everybody is wrong. Not everybody is evil. Not everybody is up to no good. Amen. But you cannot disconnect from the church that God has placed you in. Amen. That you get to the place that I'm my own king and I don't think Bible study on Wednesday night is important. I want to tell you today, every service that we have is important to our well-being and our walk with God. Amen. Sunday morning is important. Sunday night worship is important. Wednesday night Bible study, you're going to get things when we teach the Word of God that you're not going to get in a Sunday night shout-out. Amen. You need to hear the Word of God. We can never be the spiritual people that God has called us to be when we think that we can take this and leave that. We can move this over here. Amen. You're becoming your own king and setting up your own priest in your household. Amen. When you think I can allow my children to do just what I want them to do. If I say it's okay, it don't matter what the preacher says. You're becoming your own king. You're becoming your own priest. You're becoming your own authority in your life. You're not giving heed to any direction. Like I can drive as fast as I want to. There's a speed limit. Yeah, you can, but one day you're going to get caught. 
One day there's going to be a payday. Amen. There's going to be a payday someday. The most important thing that we have in our life is not our finances. It's not our homes. It's not our automobiles. It's not our vacations, but it is our children. And whatever I have to sacrifice to see that my children have the opportunity to live for God. And when I am old, it doesn't matter what my bank account looks like. But it's the rich heritage that I have left behind. That they love God. That they love truth. I can dress and act how I want to act. Doesn't matter what the Word of God says, I have become my own king and my own priest. When there was no king in Israel, every man did what was right in his own eyes. Amen. I apologize to all the guests this morning. I come with a message to the church. And I don't, I don't want to offend you in any way. Amen. But this is just who and what we are. I can't help it. It's just what we are. Amen. And God gave me this to preach and this to preach today. I tried yesterday all day long to get out of it. But God said, no, no, you go to the pulpit. You're the watchman. There's some things you better talk about this morning. And when I go home today, I'm going to wipe my forehead off and say, I've done everything that I can. It's in your hands. I'm not a cop. I'm not a police. I am a watchman to tell you, hey, you're driving too fast. Hey, your life is out of control. Hey, you're on the wrong road. Hey, there's a bridge out in front of you. You better turn around. You better turn around. You better turn around. You better wake up. You better do some changing in your life. What I allow my children to do is my own business. How I allow myself and my family to dress is my own business. I don't need to pray every day. I just do it as I want to. No need for me to show up early for church and hit the prayer room. That's just one of Brother Looper's pet peeves. That's just one of his deals. Watchman, what of the night? Do you want a preacher that will tell you the truth? Or do you want a preacher that will say, oh, it's okay, man. And you're headed down a dead-end road with an open an open grave at the end of it, and you're dragging your whole family in that direction. Is that what you want? Well, I want to tell you, if that's what you want, you're in the wrong place. God called me to be a preacher. God called me to be a pastor. God called me to be a watchman. And I'm telling you what I see in the Spirit. Amen. I'm trying to warn you in the Holy Ghost today. You can mark this message down. You can remember this one. You better do something with it today. You better make some changes. Your life is out of control and you really don't even know it. You're headed down the wrong road and I can't even get the mirror up where you can see God is trying to talk to you today. God is trying to wake you up today. Amen. Don't become your own priest. So as a watchman, I am telling you the burden of Duma. He calleth to me out of seer. Watchmen, they come to the music. I'm hurrying to a close. 1137. Amen. I've done a lot of preaching in the last 35 minutes. Watchmen, what of the night? 
what of the night? I tell you what I see of the night. As I look through the telescope, God's telescope of time, I see some situations and some decisions that you're making in life that is utterly disturbing the plan and the will of God for your life. That there is consequences. But you can turn around. Tell me what I want to hear. I can't tell you anything other than what God gives me. And the Word of God tells us that you must repent and you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's good to believe. It's good to have faith. It's good to believe in God. But just believing in God and shaking a preacher's hand will not save you. If believing in God would save you, the devil is saved. Because the Bible says in the book of James, You believe in one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But there is something that we must do. Salvation is absolutely free, but there is a plan. There is a formula. Some of you have trouble in your life. I'm telling you about a God that can make the crooked way straight. A God that can flatten out the hills and the valleys in your life. A God that can pull you out of the deepest, darkest, dreariest of nights. A God that can step on the scene and forever change your situation. You may not like what this preacher is telling you today, but I, I, I ask you, I beg of you, I challenge you, get in the Word of God. See what the Word of God says. See what the Word of God has to say in your life. And come back if you see something I'm preaching that is not right. We'll talk about it and discuss it. If I'm wrong, I'll get right. But I've studied this Word long enough. And I've looked at it long enough that I know that it's the truth. Who's king in your life today? Is entertainment king in your life? Is pleasure king in your life? Is children king in your life? Is finances king in your life? Is activities king in your life? Everybody has a king. Now the Bible said there was no king in Israel. But this man made him God's. Everybody's going to have something that they cater to. Everybody's going to have something. They've got habits that they're addicted to. They've got things they've got to have. Things they've got to do. Places they've got to go. Everybody has a God. But when you make your own God, you have no real God. You just have a little G God. But I want to encourage you today, before you leave this service this morning, come to this altar and lift up your hands and say, God, I know I've gotten off track. But God, I want to submit my will 
to your will. I want you back on the throne in my life. I want to place you where you rightfully belong in my life. I know it's quiet this morning. I know this is a very heavy message to preach in such a mixed congregation. But I, I, I do apologize to all of, all of you today. I just have to do what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart. For some of you, it might be my last opportunity to reach for you. You may be so angry at me after this that you don't want anything to do with me again. That you'll find you another priest, another preacher. As we all stand across this building, but I pray, and I pray to God, that God would touch you as individuals. I'm not out to hurt you at all. I'm out to try to help you. I'm out to try to save your family. I'm out to try to see you be what God wants you to be. I'd like every head bowed, every eye closed. I'd like every person in this house praying right now, if you would. Pray with me today, church. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, lift your voice unto God. When there is no king in Israel, everything spirals out of control. I want you as individuals right now just to search yourself as you look into the looking glass. I want you to search yourself right now. God, are you talking to me? Every individual in this place ought to say, God, are you talking to me? God, are you preaching to me? God, did you send a preacher to me this morning? I want to be right. I want to do the right thing. I want to make the right decisions. If you would, if you're praying that prayer, I want you to step out by faith right now and make your way to this front. Lift your hands toward heaven and say, God, help me. Help me, God. Help me right now, God. Help me right now, Holy Ghost. I need you. I need you in my life. I want you sitting on the throne in my life, God. I want you in control of my life, God. I don't want to be my own king. I don't want to be my own priest. But I want to submit to your will. I want to submit to your way. Hallelujah. Let their cry go forth. Come on, ladies. Come on, men. Some men, you're in control of your household. You need to touch God this morning. If you don't have the Holy Ghost and been baptized in Jesus' name, you ought to reach out and say, God, is there more for me? I challenge you right now. Just ask God, God, do you have more for me? Let me feel your spirit. Let me feel your power. Let me feel your anointing today, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Help me, God. I don't want to lose my family. I don't want to lead my children astray. Oh, mighty God. Come on, reach out to the Lord right now. 
Somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, sometimes our ways are the wrong ways. Sometimes our ideas are the wrong ideas. But we gotta be man enough. We gotta be woman enough. We gotta be a young person enough to say, God, not my will, but thine be done. I submit my will to you. I submit my way to you, God. I humble myself before you. I want you to reign supreme in my life. I want you to reign supreme in my life, God. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, take me back. Oh, I don't want to lose this Holy Ghost. I don't want to lose your favor, God. Lord, take Take me back to that day I received the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Take me back to that day I was baptized in your wonderful name. Oh, help me to make a new commitment today. Help me to make a new commitment today, God. Help me to make a new commitment today, God. I don't want to lose your favor. You've been too good to me, God. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Help me to get in your plan. Help me to stay in your will, God. Help me to be submitted to your will, to your way. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.